passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to a race-winning edition of Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad. I'm Brett Griffin, and today we'll talk my big win with A.J. Amendinger and Colleague Racing in Indianapolis. Curbs causing chaos. Chase Briscoe taking out Denny Hamlin and much, much more. Let's go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the 22 Cup car this weekend. Solo, full studio. Brett Griffin spotter for Jeb Burton. Uh, and then I actually was spotter. How do you not start with the winning spotter? I was also spotter for the guy who kicked everybody's ass yesterday, A.J. Allmendinger. <laughs> I, I, I saw uh, Doug Kobe sent me a text last night, and he's like, congratulations. And I was like, thanks, Doug. I didn't do a whole lot. He said, well, if you just had a – a kid, I would tell you congratulations on that. You wouldn't do a whole lot to make that happen either. So I was like, well, that's pretty fair <laughs> analogy. Point. Well, it's, and, and I like the fact that you said, yeah, I just watched both of them happen. <laughs> yeah, I just watched both of them happen. It's fun to be there. Right? It's fun to I be mean, there. <laughs> how cool is it to be running third in first place, run second place off, and then second place, spin first place, and have to pit? And then it's like, here you go. So, if I back <laughs> I mean, it up to the other restart, we were running seventh on the next to last restart. And I said uh, in my mind, Kyle Larson gets clear here. This race is over. And Blaney spotter, Josh, uh, he and I had some conversations during the, the red flag about basically not getting caught up in the wreck up front because you thought there was going to be a wreck up front based on how insane – those restarts were in turn one, and Freddie was down there watching it live. I was watching it on TV. But when I saw two things happen, AJ shot the middle and made up a ton of ground, and we had the best tires by a lot because we ran long on that green flag stop. But I saw two things happen, AJ being very aggressive, obviously one of the most talented road course racers in the field. But then Larson ran off the track, and I was like, rut row. Yeah. They game, got problems. Game on. They got problems. AJ Amendinger on fresher tires with two to go is coming. So obviously we end up there with a caution. Well, when the caution comes out, 
AJ Amendinger is third on my rut row. Y'all got problems again because he's on the bottom. Had we been fourth, I would have been less excited, you know. But I was like, y'all got problems. So under that red flag, Freddie, myself, and some other people are texting each other. And I literally said, we're getting ready to win this race. Did I not? Yeah. I said, we're getting ready to win this race. And I didn't say it in a cocky voice. You know, obviously, we're texting. But I'm like, I literally am like, if if things go the way they should go. You knew it tend to go, didn't you? These guys are screwed. <laughs> They're screwed. <laughs> now, I mean, so so anyway, uh, obviously then the next restart happens. Well, we proceed to see Denny Hamlin run Chase Briscoe off the course. Well, when that happens, I was on Denny's right. Denny proceeds to attempt to run AJ off the course. And I was like, wow, Denny Hamlin looks desperate. Which you'd say, oh, Denny Hamlin's not desperate. Yeah, he kind of is. He doesn't have a win. I think he might have been angry that maybe he had help shoving Chase Briscoe off the racetrack. And, and, <laughs> and, and maybe that's true, too, right? Like, I don't know how, how tight AJ was on Denny. But, again, you have a guy in the field that is extremely talented at this particular type of racetrack, AJ Allmendinger at a road course. You have a guy that doesn't have anything to lose. He's not racing for points. He doesn't care about the playoffs. All he wants to do is win the race. And, and, and so then I watch Denny proceed to attempt to run A.J. off the course. A.J., smart as he is, he stops and lets Denny have that. He doesn't get run in the grass. And then off we go again. And I'm like, holy cow. Well, then on TV, which is where I'm watching this thing from, Chase Briscoe pops out of nowhere. <laughs> and guess where he's at? He's in the freaking lead. Well, he's racing for the lead. He's side by side. Oh. He come out in front of Denny, and I'm like, and he doesn't have the momentum that Denny has because yeah. he's obviously been in the grass. But I'm like, well, this guy just went off the course. Now he's leading the race. How does this happen? What are they going to do now? NASCAR immediately, boom, post the 14, shortcut and whatever, stop and go, turn 10. I'm like, all right, I got to tell AJ, this guy in front of you is running second is not eligible to finish second. And then I'm like, well, what does that mean? Is he really going to serve his penalty, or is he going to? I didn't pull think it? he was going to serve. Or is, he, or is he going to pull a Robbie Gordon? Remember when Robbie Gordon yeah, he won Montreal? Montreal, and he went doing donuts, and I think yeah. Biffle might have finished second. Biffle was declared a winner, or whoever finished second or won the race. So I'm like, man, what happens now? So then NASCAR says it again. You know, post the 14, he's got to do a stop and go and, and and turn turn 10 or whatever. And I'm like, all right. So I tell AJ, I was like, look, man. This guy may blow this corner to do a stop and go. Don't blow it with him. Because, you know, we all base our braking. And we brace – I mean, I've, I've watched drivers driving to the wall because the car in front of them drove into the wall. You know, these guys can't see a lot. And so I'm like, man, if we can't blow this corner in order and have an opportunity to win this race. So don't blow this corner if he serves his penalty. But at the same time, be cognizant of the fact that he may stay in your way and he's not relevant to this outcome. Well, I mean, literally, I barely get all that out of my mouth, and Chase Briscoe punts Denny Hamlin. He says, see you later. You screwed me. I'm screwing you back. So now I'm like, oh, we're leading the race, but we're really not leading the race. Chase Briscoe's in front of us. So now I'm telling him, okay, I know Ryan Blaney is not going to pass A.J. Allmendinger. He's not capable of passing A.J. Allmendinger if A.J. Allmendinger doesn't screw up. But if he gets close to you, he could punch you. So now I'm like, AJ, you're leading. Chase is not eligible to win this race. Your only concern has to be that you don't give Ryan Blaney an opportunity to punt you off this racetrack. And so then we just managed that gap. And it was it was like – I mean, I got nervous, not because 
uh, you know, of the spotting thing. I got nervous because all this stuff is happening so fast, and 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 I've never been in those scenarios. With, it was with, really fast with from... people being under penalty, and the leader yeah. gets wrecked. Now I'm the leader, but I'm not even leading the race. And you know, here here comes. Oh, and then by the way, guess who's behind Blaney? Larson, the fastest yeah. guy in the world right now. So it was. It was just crazy. What a crazy race. Fred. Well, uh, yeah. Who are Sorry. you, Freddie, now that uh, Brett just shared his whole life story? I forgot. What is, <laughs> what is my name? Uh, Freddie Crafts, spotter for Bubba Wallace. Jeb Burton this week. Bubba actually had a pretty good day for a road course. You did. He was actually pretty good. You were good. running 15th before all mayhem broke loose or yeah, something we were like gonna, that. We were, gonna, we were running up to 12th at one point. We were running about – we were going to finish probably 16th, 17th. And then, well, like you said, all hell broke loose, and we got penalized and all kind of dude, crap. Dude, you but. know how we do? What's what an idiot! I gotta give Bubba like uh, uh, props for like one of the only guys that said, "Hey, I'm not gonna hit these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not gonna jump to the golf course. I'm just gonna swerve to the right well, and miss them." Oh, well, I guess we should have hit so, them or something. I don't know uh, what we're supposed to do. I think you you ended up better not hitting them. I promise. <laughs> because um, yeah, but yeah. So I don't know. Let me ask you this, Brett. Oh, I'm sorry, Case. How are you? Hello. Hi, everyone. Casey Boat here. And then, of course, we can't forget about the guy who will probably work the hardest today, Thank Jason, you. now that Brett worked the hardest yesterday. Hours. Let me ask you this, Brett. Did you... I promise you Brett did not work yeah, the hardest. Yeah, I was going to say, is that accurate? I, where I Brett know was spotting for a from. fact, according to the text I got throughout the weekend, that Brett did not work <laughs> the hardest yesterday. No. Turn one, I was in one. It's <laughs> I tell way... you how hard I work. I tell you how Y'all know I have an eight-hour rule. I have to sleep eight hours yes. before every race. And or I'm not I'm not gonna be good. I didn't sleep eight hours all weekend. Do you know <laughs> you know you screwed up Saturday night when I when you looked around and I was gone. You dipped. <laughs> Freddie went to bed before I did. Like that never happens. Well, moving on. Crossover weekend between IndyCar and NASCAR. I would say there was just a few things going on. What were your thoughts to start off? Because there's plenty of things we can talk about this weekend between IndyCar and NASCAR, same weekend. Tons of fans. What do you guys think about that? Should we keep I, going? I thought the vibe was really good. I mean, I personally did. I saw a good mix of IndyCar and NASCAR people, and they were there, kind of supporting each other. I mean, the IndyCar guy, IndyCar fans were checking out the NASCAR stuff, and the NASCAR people were equally interested in the IndyCar side. So I thought it was, uh, it, man, it was good. This podcast is built on opinions, and well, we I have the, I have a crazy opinion. <laughs> And nobody's going to do this. I'm so but surprised. I, I, because, one, we would have to abandon a huge tradition. But after seeing what Casey is talking about this weekend, um, I had this bright idea. Freddie, you've seen me have a lot of bright ideas over the years. I think we all I'm like, man, here, here's what I want to see happen. <laughs> I want IndyCar to run the Indy 500. And the same weekend, I want us to run their road course the day before. But then you go, well, that's probably – I don't know if that's a good idea or not. But then I look at it, I'm like, Daytona 500, I want us to run the Daytona 500, and those guys run our road course. And, like, we could have two amazing weekends together. Oval. We could have two Just amazing kidding. weekends together. <laughs> Daytona 500, boom, we come out, we do our oval, they do our road course. Boom, their biggest weekend, they do their oval, we do their road course. So, basically, like a helmet swap that drivers do. Uh, I don't swap? think I don't, and it, look. It'll never happen. But but as a true race fan, I think it would be amazing because you could tell. Listen, I thought there were more people there 
I don't, I don't think this. I know this. There were more people there on Saturday for the IndyCar race and the Xfinity Series race than there's been for a cup race in the last 10 years on that property. I was very impressed. Yeah. I thought there was a there was a good crowd Sunday as well, but it was. I liked the mix. I did actually think it was cool seeing both there. And, man, everyone, everyone was just – I mean, it's, it's a good – the atmosphere was really good. Now that place, imagine – we have the BC thirty nine midget race at the Speedway Wednesday Thursday. I knew you were gonna throw. Can the you can you imagine if we had? In here. Well, obviously, I mean, coming off of Knoxville Nationals, we can. Duh. Can you imagine if we were to have that race Friday Saturday night? I'd say you better hurry up because Roger Penske. That place is beautiful. It's I, phenomenal. It's prettier now than it's ever been. I don't see him letting a dirt track stick around his property long. I could not believe watching the. I went up. I was up there for the Xfinity race, getting ready. To, Xfinity race, getting ready to start. So the IndyCar race had just ended, maybe I don't know, an hour before that, maybe. And the amount of people I saw cleaning up the grandstands mid-event. You know, what I mean, usually like we go out that. somewhere, it's you know, all right, they trash the place, and then one, they're all. We always see them waiting. You know, as we're leaving, they're kind of waiting to go in and clean up after everything's over. These guys are walking through all day just cleaning up uh, beer cans and whatever so else. Like you look at that place, immaculate. and you guys probably didn't notice this, but when you like, I put almost twenty thousand steps in on Saturday, walking around checking the place out and stuff. Same. Every <laughs> trash can, right? Every trash can, every trash can is aimed the same way, and I walk like they're all aimed the same exact way. All the if you like, I'm sure you went in one of the restrooms. They are ridiculously nice. Yes, and there is concession stand after concession stand and no lot virtually no lines this for them place things. is a million years old it looks and, as good yeah man like what has been done there this place i'm telling you it's like it's a plus facility yeah a plus facility for sure i think their entire marketing team there's the staff is just if incredible. you know anybody on their marketing team i need a hat because when i got to victory lane there were no hats left i'd li- like to have a hat i got you thank Don't you worry. Thank you. This will be a first. We're back friends on Twitter. I love Did you, you follow him yes, back, Casey? Big deal. What? Did you actually follow him back? Did you see the I, freaking tweet from the guy making fun of that oh booth where that God. kid made a Okay, mess? I have something to say about that. The guy that said the, the, the table was a disaster, and he's like, I must have just missed Casey. Did you see that one? There no. was a high chair. There was spaghetti all over the floor. It I'm looked, so sorry for that It looked identical to the way the row looked on her plane when she flew to church with me. And all the progress we had. Yeah, we're making great progress here, and then Brett goes and screws it up. Hey, so. check it out. I Josh Berry is full-time next year in the eight really i just came out just breaking news yeah wow well that's good yeah not well, to interrupt the, not to interrupt yeah. casey spaghetti Sorry, casey. don't worry you're not missing much here it could be i said it back you, it well, could be you means, guys after that means drinks. something really significant oh yeah that means that? somebody here is out or they're going to run five teams it says he's in the eight but so but do you sam mayor uh still has a ride next year full-time here i know that's what i'm saying so somebody's either out yeah. or they're gonna run five teams we taking bets which which side are you on uh, i'm not gonna say it he first, can't say it i know he's, i'm not gonna he's, say he's, it. he's still tj oh i basically wear a nascar TJ. shirt i did well brett <laughs> i don't i don't know i mean obviously i just heard about it so i don't have any recon on this i didn't see this coming i'm excited though good for josh barry i mean this goes back to what we want NASCAR to be built around, which is guys that can drive race cars, not guys that are back that can't drive race cars. Oh, I, t- I got to tell you something. Oh, Stop hitting! That's the fourth time you've hit me this show. I figured out what <laughs> I figured out what our 
WR stands for this weekend. Oh, Jesus. Rick, wear rockets. Hey, I just want to congrats. I know you won the race this week. He wears rockets. Oh, I know exactly what you're about to say because I I have it in my notes too. You won the race this week. But I think the bigger story is the fact that Colleague Racing in six races is now ahead of all four Rick Ware cars in the point standings. 24 races. That wasn't what I was going to say. Wow. (laughs) But it did finish second IndyCar race. Really? I think Dale Coyne finished second in the IndyCar race. It says RWR on it. It sure does. All right, well, okay. before we get you guys in more trouble, let's move on to Spot on, Spot off. But but before that, let's hear a little bit more about the presenting sponsor, OfferPad. So, Junie, what makes you an awesome different driver? Well, there's a lot to it. Man, it's a rush. So what makes home selling with OfferPad awesome different? Oh, so much. But with OfferPad, it's a lot more home-selling stuff and a lot less bumping into people. I don't bump into anyone. Home-selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com. Freddie, you know uh, what two things I love more than anything in this world? I'd guess convenience and control when it comes to selling your home. Bingo. Dude, you nailed it. How did you know? Well, our friends at OfferPad provide the perfect selling option for people like you that love convenience and control. It's an awesome different way to sell your home. OfferPad.com delivers a great experience with many perks like a competitive cash offer within 24 hours. No showings. A free local move, the ability to pick your own closing day, and so much more. Those are also some of my favorite things. Don't sell your home with anyone else. But OfferPad. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. First topic removing the orange turtles in turn six because of the first lap of Saturday's Xfinity Series race. Brett, you have lots to say about this one. I was standing where I was spotting from, and I was watching this on TV, and I watched Harrison. Where were you at? Uh, I was in turn 11, 12, 13, 14. So you were up there in t- big track turn yeah, one. Yeah, big track turn one. Um, okay. And I watched Harrison Burton hit this <laughs> damn thing, and his car came. It looked like six foot off the ground with his front end. And I'm like, what the hell did he did he just run over a grenade? Like what's back there? Well, then I see two more guys do it, and I'm like, what the hell is going on back here? This is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. I was so entertained that I was laughing. Uh, yeah, and it sucks for Harrison Burton. It, it sucks does. for his sponsor. Here, here's who I mean. Look, here's who it sucks for. Xfinity Racing is not cheap, and it took out a bunch of good cars. It, it probably took out $700,000 worth of sponsorship on lap one. Well, had the thing been there all weekend? Like, it ain't like it – I mean, it wasn't like this big surprise that this this jump was back there, right? So, yeah, um, I was upset that they removed it before the cup race. I thought they should have left it. <laughs> he wanted another – he wanted another show. <laughs> I <laughs> think <laughs> we got a show, too. I, I mean, that's – Driving a race car, hell, I thought they should have added three more of them things somewhere. We just talked about last week That's on the show. Exactly. We just talked about last week on the show, Watkins Glen. Robbie you Gordon. Could, you could go into Watkins Glen, into the bus stop, take a right, and essentially Launch. not even be on the racetrack. Yes. 
completely use the rumple strips as your means to go the fastest, and that's not good. Well, so, I don't know. Robbie Gordon made it work for years. So, so we have this thing out here that is to prevent you from swinging way wide and 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 using more of the track that's not really a track. It's a runoff in order to go faster. So when I saw him take, I thought, well, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I know that's going <laughs> to piss people off. Um, I thought it was awesome. I was pissed off they took it up. And I was like, well, they just took out a variable from the racetrack that could make Sunday Really exciting. Well, hold my beer. We don't need a we don't need a turtle. Watch this rumple strip beat this turtle's ass, right? Um, I mean, you got a seven dollar rumple strip, as Lenny said, it, it costs teams millions of dollars. Um, but Casey, uh, removing the turtle, I was like, why? Why? I don't want you to remove a turtle. So spot off. I'm spot off I, for I, the wrong reason. Unfortunately, for the Xfinity guys, and we've seen this before with you know the Roval at Charlotte, where the chicane was placed the first time, guys were destroying their race cars, my guy being one of them. So then they had to, yeah, after we – He was the first one. <laughs> after we – I think Jonesy was the first one, and then we maybe. did it maybe a little bit the worse next the next times. time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they had – and they realized, okay, we got to move it. I think the track was just too narrow at that point of the racetrack that – yeah, it was there all weekend before that, but nobody raced through there before that. It was, you know, single car practice runs, you know, you had room. But once you send guys through there two and sometimes three wide, you're just going to cause more problems by having that there because you had the option of hit that, destroy your race car, hang a right to get away from it and and wreck who's ever next to you, or do what the eight car did and go left to go around it. Now you're in the grass and he spins and wrecks and, and ruins his day again. So unfortunately, yeah, we don't want it to be easy out there, but th- I think the track was just too narrow at that point to to be able to have that curb out there or that turtle, whatever you want to call it out there. TJ? Uh, I hate to do this, but I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with Brett. Um, <laughs> I like having boundaries, and if you pave it, they're going to use it. And they've made the curbs now so, like, I know this doesn't sound right, but like uh, turn four or whatever at Sonoma, if you hit that thing, you knew it. You know, it was like the, the it upset your race car. You're three feet in the air with the right side. You knew when you hit that thing, and you knew you couldn't drive over it. If you would have drove over it with the center of your car, they would hit it with the right sides, and they were good at doing it. Those guys were good at hitting that curb, popping the right side up, and making the corner sell. Now, if you would have ran over that thing with the lefts, it would have messed their car up, but just the way the corner was, nobody ever really got over that far or any, ever had that issue. But if you I like I like making them earn it in there. If you just make the track this wide, they're just it doesn't. There's not challenging. They're just carrying. They're wide open through that kink. You know what? How challenging is when you're wide open? Yeah, how not, hard but is did it? it? I mean, did, in I, I hate know, that it's it tears hard up the cars to see, but it really like I would understand it if it was on the inside and you can cut the track or you know, in that section, like they weren't gaining much by doing that. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they were, you know blowing through there and running out way wide. It was half a lane to the left of the curb. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like they had all this runoff room where they were just blowing through the corner and running way wide. And it was super narrow. If you had a shot looking back from, like, turn seven back towards five and six, the track was super narrow there. So, I mean, any time guys came through there too wide, it was going to cause a problem. It's a road course. What's wrong with it is we destroyed all the fucking race cars. Because they were driving over it. Well, that was their fault. Yeah, I mean, the track doesn't drive over the race cars. <laughs> so like I said, all their option was going to be, which we, we dealt with this later on with that ramp, was you either wreck the guy next to you, 
go left, wreck yourself, or drove, drive over this thing and or wreck yourself. Or figure it out beforehand who's going to lift. That I mean, was awesome, too. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, but like, that's fine. You know, if guys keep overdriving, if guys keep overdriving turn one at Martin's and hitting the wall, we're supposed to move the wall out further? No. That's de- not even relatable. <laughs> I mean, well, chicane's a chicane. I mean, you, you're you neither can't. Is having a baby and winning a race, but Doug Kobe <laughs> made it relevant. I mean, they run they run Monaco in Formula One cars and make passes and and it gets close. But if the driver knows they're there, one guy has got a lit. You got him. It's it's risk versus reward, you know. And there's a lot of risk when you go in there too wide. Oh well, I'm on this side. I probably shouldn't be over here. You know, I should have lifted back here, you know, or, or I had, need to have better position on that guy where I can move him to the left before I get there. There's a lot of good stuff. So you're going to, so if your oh, guys, yeah. t- if you're too wide, you're, if you're too wide and the guy's a nose ahead of you with a little better run coming through turn five, you're going to tell Joey, you better get out of there because I'm not going to tell Joey anything. I'm going to let him figure it out. Okay. And let him make the decision on and it. And would, that's and, a lot. you're going to tell Joey to block. Joey, I mean, Joey would lift at that point. I, I get, I, I don't know. Nah. I mean, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though. That's that's what makes the racing great through there. Is this guy going to lift or is this guy going to lift? I, I don't think the racing suffered at all Sunday versus Saturday. I, I literally I tweeted before we before we went back green and won the race. I tweeted. I thought yesterday was crazy. Uh, hold my beer. Look at this. This is even crazier. Like what a crazy my, weekend. One of my us. favorite parts of the Xfinity race was Dylan Welsh made his. I don't know if it's a spotting debut. I assume it was, but he was spotting. Uh, I don't know, turn seven or something for the for that twenty six car, uh, and I said that... you spot one race and your car is flying through the air. He's the one that hit the big oh, ramp yeah. on the right side. Yeah, he like so got he all four. I think he retired. He's, 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 I think he's had enough. But he did learn a valuable thing to say when when something like that happens. Not my section. <laughs> this like this goes back to like Bubba though. Bubba made a very smart decision right there. Tear my car up. Or miss all this stuff and finish a race. And he had a solid finish, you know, because he'd made a better decision at that point. I got to give a shout out to our third spotter on Saturday for uh, for being open to ideas. Because he, 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 unfortunately for him, I could see half of his section and I could hear what he was saying. And and I saw a car wreck and, and I heard our, our guy Glenn, he goes, check up, check up, check up. I'm like, Glenn, when they wreck in front of you, you say spin in front of you and you tell them where to go. And I was like. Uh, I was that t- was Sunday or Saturday. I was, I, I was okay. like, uh, I think I, I think uh, Freddie was out because I was like, man, I might have been a d- right there. I say, hey, Glenn, man, I'm just trying to help you get better. And he goes, no, nah, man, it's all good. Um, so y'all, I think you offered to buy him a shot. I never saw him. I'd buy him a shot. I think he had a really rough day on Sunday. He, he too. did. He had a. Oh, I don't know about spotting on Sunday, but I know he had a rough weekend because he wrecked the hell out of one of them. Uh, oh, scooter scooters. Yeah, he wrecked a oh, scooter. Really? Herm tried to tell leaving my birthday party Friday night. Herm tried to tell him that he did not need to be on a scooter, and I don't think Glenn listened. Just and you picture just, Herm riding a scooter. Just see the headlines smart in the Indianapolis not, Star. Not one, <laughs> Indianapolis Star uh, spotter wreck scooter. He could <laughs> How use about, a, uh, he it could happens use, every year. He could use the excuse that my buddy, the the quarterback down in South Carolina, used Andrew Clifford. Well, I was trying to carry a pizza at the same time. Okay. <laughs> okay, now that's probably something you don't need to be doing. Um, but, hey, was, wasn't it Hearn's birthday, too? It was Hearn's birthday Saturday, yeah. Yeah. See? We had a double feature on, uh, on Saturday. <laughs> no, Friday. Shout, shout out to Glenn. He did a great job. Um, I, I had a lot of fun this weekend, Spot. You're just well, trying to cover up you how you yelled at him. No, I told Chris Rice before the race. Shout yesterday. out to Glenn. Sorry, sorry, uh, yeah. sorry Brett was a. D- I was just trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Brett could do no wrong. I have fun. Okay. Well, Glenn, when he you. unblocks you on Twitter, you. Yeah. Can- <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Chris Gapehart says, punt these blockers off the racetrack. It's ridiculous. And Denny Hamlin says, 10-4 punting them after Joey Logano and Cole Custer throw blocks down the front stretch early in stage three. TJ, spot on, spot off. Mike Bagley called Joey Logano the king of the blockers on the <laughs> broadcast due. I thought that was funny. Thank you. Um, well, I mean, whatever you got to do. I mean, you make the decisions in the car. You You're, encourage it. I'm not. I'm gonna let the driver decide what he wants still to do. Encourage it. I'm. Hey, not my, there. He didn't. I don't think. At mile and a half, I'm encouraging protecting your track position as much as you can. Like you don't get yourself wrecked. But you're not wrong for encouraging. I'm just saying you're encouraging. I'm not. I mean, listen. I don't mind. I would personally. I would try to defend my position until the guy got there. If the guy gets position on me, there's nothing you can do at that point. But until that guy gets position, I'm gonna race as hard as I can. There is a time. Later in the race, and Denny wasn't really any fat. We got held up coming out of the last corner or something, and I was listening to the other spotter. And we got held up a little bit, and Denny had a, a little bit of a run, and he wasn't really any better. I mean, you're not just going to pull over for a guy that's running the scene. You're going to be stuck behind him. So we got off sequence with Denny later, and down the front stretch, Denny was a little faster. We just, Joey just pulled to the right and let him go. There's certain times when you do that, and certain times, like, I mean, I don't – you got to protect your track position at all times, and I don't – I don't know if you – I don't – I'm a fan of letting the driver figure it out in the car. Like, he's the one that's driving around, racing around these guys every lap. He sees more than, than – he sees things from in the car and makes decisions. We're just – we don't make the decisions what he does. Like No, you're encouraging the decision. Which decision? The blocking? Oh, if yeah. If you're protecting your track position, I'm all for you it. You can encourage him to let somebody go sometime. Why would he do we that? We did. We pulled over and let Denny go when he was faster. You did. We did. Did you encourage it? Joey made that decision. But uh, that's what I'm saying. I was like, giving you a chance to be a nice guy right there, and you didn't take it. I would tell Joey is fully aware. My guys are fully aware when guys are on different strategies and different tires where it makes sense to, look, it's not worth it. So, Freddie, um, uh, should we skip you since Denny can do no wrong? It's automatically spot on. Well, no, well, the only thing that, again, I've said it on here a million times, did he punch you? No. Did he punt the 41? I don't know. I didn't see it anywhere. I don't remember hearing about it. Uh, so don't talk about it. Like, if you're not going to do it, don't talk about it. And if you are going to do it, don't talk about it. So then they know you're going to do it. But I had this exact conversation with somebody at dinner on Saturday night. Would you like to tell them who that is? <laughs> I think it was the guy that was driving our car Saturday. Jeb Burton. I'm going to flip this guy over the grandstand. Oh, yeah. And I literally at dinner, I'm like, Jeb, shut up. Like, if you're going to flip him, flip him. If you're not, shut up, because when you don't flip it, yeah. you look like a little b- Just don't talk about it. Let the driver handle it, and he handles how he wants. Yeah. That's it. Like, don't, like, if, if Denny wants to hit you in the mouth, I ain't going to say, hey, TJ, watch this. I'm getting ready to hit you in the mouth. You, yeah, you're not going to, like, it, it, yeah, it's, I don't know. No. If they say they're going to do it, they're not. Yeah, we've, you we, know? that's and, just the course of history. And honestly, the last thing Denny probably needs right now is to do something like that and start a war. Going in, we're three races or however three or two races away from three races two. away, two. two two races away from the playoffs, yeah. and now is not the time you want to have a war. With Don't somebody. be making enemies, especially a guy like Custer, who is not in right. No, he's not in. His give a dang meter is going to be pegged with guys that are you know what I mean. So that's not something you want. Just in my opinion, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. No caution was called for the lap 77 restart when multiple drivers hit the turn six curbing, spreading debris and Martin Truex Jr. spins before the field came back through and wrecked. Oh, Brett would like to call on Freddie, spot on, spot off. I mean, just unacceptable. It's, you know, we now listen, race control here is different than race control anywhere else. They cannot see the racetrack. You know, they and it's anywhere, any road course, really, maybe except for Sonoma. <clears throat> so they're relying on TV cameras. They're relying on corner spotters. So I don't even know who's, who it was. Maybe the 21 or somebody rips their entire right front nose yeah, off. nose and pan off, and it's flying yeah. to the grass. And that ended up in the grass, I think. But the, I could see before we went yellow there, the, the, the camera was getting ready to – they were zoomed in on something, like the TV camera, and then it switched to another camera, and you couldn't really see – um, they claim that the curb wasn't the, the debris slid off in the grass. They felt like the track was clear. We could continue. And the curb was not damaged. If it not damaged badly, if at all, well, that's can't be the case because as soon as we came back through there, the 24 ripped his radiator out, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and then that's what, when he ripped, you know, when he hit that and just sprayed water all over the racetrack, that's why everybody just went piling in behind him. But I mean, where are the corner spotters? Where's the guy that's looking at this curb going, hey, we got a problem over here. This curb, we should have known beginning the race that there was a problem because I think it was a 38 very early, lap early. two or three, yeah. ripped his splitter off on it, and there was a gap there at the bottom of it. And that was the biggest problem. It wasn't the height of it, I don't think. It wasn't anything but the fact that the, it built a little bit of gap, and then as guys hit it, it got worse and worse and damaged it more and more and more until the point where it looked mangled. You know, when they finally pulled it off, yeah. it was mangled. We couldn't continue to race with it. Um, but, you know, I, if, 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 you know, I know they can't see everything, but, you know, you've got these corner spotters. and If you don't have enough, get more. Like, that we can't go ba racing back through there and have a guy tear the whole pan out of his car and dump water all over the racetrack because the curb's damaged. So And that wreck took out a bunch. And, I mean, potential yeah. injuries. I mean, I mean, Joey pounded the wall thank god those tires were there i mean he hit a ton the, the yeah. 20 it got a bunch of i'll them. tell you the scariest part about that wreck was from for me i saw the 20 i'm like all right go to the right go to the right. and then we went off to the left yeah, and i'm like, on ice and then we hit the tires and i'm and i'm i didn't even get a chance to ask him he was okay because i saw the car i was telling him tell me don't don't do anything brace yourself there's more coming there's more coming brace yourself because there was more cars sliding towards him and i was worried about someone else hitting him in the door because he was wedging them tires, and the door was kind of exposed. 37 got kind of close, but you don't know where guys are going to end up at that point. But no. I was literally telling him to brace himself. There's more coming. And I, that that was nerve-wracking to me. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. Spot. I, we have like, like we were talking about back in the day, we, our cars back then could handle curbs more so than, than you could, if you hit a curb back then the wrong way, it folded the front, uh, valence under a little bit. They went down there, they jacked the car up and beat it back out. Now, now we're so low to the ground. There's more problems with, with, you know, our cars hitting curbs than Indy cars. And you would think Indy car would be like, you know, wings missing, things like that. And, um, it's just tough situation. I mean, we're getting so low. Our guys, you know, our engineers have figured out how to get these things so low all the time for max grip and max speed. And, um, I don't think these are new challenges that we're coming up on that, you know, that we haven't really had before. So it's a, it's going to be a learning process on what we can use. If we ran valences yesterday instead of splitters, is this as big of a problem? Probably uh, not. I don't. Because that's all everybody tore off. I saw four splitters with the belly pans attached to them sliding yeah, through the track. The yeah. So is this something – I know this did, – Did William Byron do something wrong? <sighs> no. Is it because I of really don't where so. – Is it where that the it wasn't as much of an issue in the Xfinity Series race, or was it just the way the – the cars are set up. Cars, you know, the, the cup cars are just planted on, the, on the ground. I mean, the they're earth. on the ground. Slot cars. I'm gonna tell you what, they so, better get it figured out because that car next year ain't gonna take a pounding like these cars now. So if William Byron didn't do anything wrong, then then he should get an apology, right? Yeah. From who? The track? I don't know. I mean, nice car or somebody. Somebody. Should, should, should somebody issue an apology? Listen, the, the 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 simple fact of the matter, I think, is there should have been either a camera or a spotter over there that says, hey, we got a big problem over here. This curb is tore up, which obviously the, the curb was tore up worse after the wreck, but, yeah, but it, was, it was definitely worse bef- than it had been all day or else the, the, the damage wouldn't have been done to the 24 like it was. Yeah, so 18 or 19, whoever went through there, I mean, like they hit it and you literally saw debris go yeah, up that was the 19 a lot before. in the air. Um, yeah, the 19 goes in there and just, I mean, to me, you, you have a, a, a problem that is getting worse. And then they finally fixed the problem when they hooked a tractor to it and towed the curb, by the way. But man, oh, that's expensive wreck. Anyway. I mean, we, we've used these things before and we just haven't had this issue yet. So I don't, I don't know, know that we've ever used metal curbs like that. Yeah, I mean, I a know. lot of times it's like built into the racetrack. I don't. I'm assuming. You know, I don't. I don't know for a fact, but I feel like all the other curbs are kind of built in. You know, you know, asphalt, whatever it is, and they paint them. But I felt like this is this was a you know a metal curb that could be removed. But if you had in that same area all them turtles, they wouldn't hit them. They wouldn't use them. So are you okay with them leaving, taking out the ones in the beginning that that we all ripped the that everyone ripped the pans and stuff off with? Splitters, are you okay with leaving the other one that people would jump? In knowing my, in my notes, I said they should have took it out when they took the curb out. So what do you put there? Nothing for two laps. Let them race. Are we allowed to cut it? How far is too far? I the mean, grass would be too far. Don't go too far. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> like I'm, because what happened? You know, I think that's the next topic we're going to talk about. But you leave that giant ramp there, and guess what? The fucking 34 runs it over and destroys his shit and wrecks right. a bunch of cars. Well, let's but, go into that next. But, <laughs> that. But whose fault's that? 
I mean, his. He it's, drove over it. Yes. But, I mean, you could you could prevent these guys destroying race cars by getting rid of these ridiculous curves. So we're curbs. supposed to take away the walls, too? I mean, Brad yeah, backed it away. in. And we're supposed to take, 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 them, take, take away the wall out. between turns. McDowell didn't mean to do that. He, I talked to him on the plane. Like, I don't no. remember exactly what happened. Like, he got loose and something happened, and he was like, uh-oh. I mean, Pow! all hell broke loose. <laughs> well, that's yeah. my point. Like, I, I get it. But, I mean, the penalty is way too severe for the the offense, you know, if you if you blow a corner, you make a mistake. Now your fucking car is destroyed. That that's it's supposed that. to be challenging. Okay, we always fine. said these things are too easy, right? Yesterday was awesome that, because they're challenged. Anytime these guys get challenged, it's a good show. That's the best race I've seen all year. I, I just I just think <laughs> the the penalty don't fit the crime there. If and if I mean, what if you get shoved into it? You know, what I mean, like it's it's out of your hand. Like that's you know we're we're going forward here in the topics we're going to talk about, but like. It, the penalty don't fit the crime where you just destroyed a hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of race car because because maybe somebody shoved you off or you got loose at the wrong time. Like I mean, that's no different than a guy getting loose at a track and hitting a guy and him back into the fence and his day's done. Yeah, it's no I, I different. Mean, I, a mistake's a mistake. I guess, but there's I, just more. But the, but you can't. You're not. You're not going to obviously take a wall out. This curb. I mean, no, but the wall's going to take the car. You out. can make it smaller. You could do something that it's not going to. There's a ramp that we've fl- got cars flying through the air, landing on other cars, and it was exciting. So if you take everything <laughs> out there, we take everything out. Me, and you're, I'm not saying for the whole race. I thought just with listen though, at that we're, point. you're leading. I'm second. We why go why you got to be leading? <laughs> no. Why you got to he, always? He's be leading. leading. I'm he's second. Leading. Oh, you're oh. Sh- yeah. Freddie, you're leading. You're leading. I'm saying it. But TJ's still going to come out on the other end of this better. You're dang right, because I'm just going to go into that chicane a little bit harder. Nothing's there. I'm going to knock you through it. So you get a stop and go penalty. I'm going to win the race. What do you mean? If you take everything out and you cut it, you know, if that they want a chicane there, it's not a straightaway. He let you have the lead, but oh, he I won know, the race. I know, but That's I'm saying. I punch you through there. Nope. Your car's not tore up. I'm saying if, if there's almost. Are you there still would be, happy? There would be, in my mind, there would be no penalty. Like there's no out of bounds there for two laps, whatever. Like, just let these guys go nuts. Because I'm not saying you should have done it all race. <laughs> we did nuts. But, we did nuts for but, well yesterday. But, I mean, you know, we've already seen all day long what chaos is going to happen in that section. And you've got guys potentially injured, destroyed millions of dollars worth of race cars because of curbs that you placed there. Like, for green-white checker, hell hell with it. Just I liked let them go. The, I liked the turtle shells. In it. I'm fine taking them out, though, too. But I do think you need something. If you're, if you're going to have a chicane and there's something there, look. You know there's a risk. And I'll tell you what you can do is track limits. We see this all the time with other series. Well, that's what I'm saying. I knock I mean, you off. You, yeah, you but exceed I'm just the track saying, limits. Like, I win the race. Yeah, you can, that, that's, that's a way better idea. Okay, if we cut the corner, that's a stop and go. Or so you're going to be okay with that? Uh, I, if, if you have track limits, yes, then the penalty fits the crime. you got to stop and go because you blew this corner. You got loose and you, or, or whatever. But now you've got, you're destroying your race car, potentially hurting a driver because he cut a corner? No, I'm not down with that. All right. Well, well like Bubba all... did. Bubba made the best call, though. Bubba didn't destroy his car. Bubba knew better and swerved around that stuff. Penalty for it. Okay, let's keep going on the same topic. Which I still turn, think is the best move of the race, though. Bubba not destroying his car doing that. That was turn six, very heads up. Turn six curbing completely removed except for the ramp for overtime restarts. Spot yeah. on, spot off. I mean, that's what we just talked about. Spot. Yeah. I mean, spot on, they had to remove the curb because the curb was way too damaged to continue. Which, do you agree with that? I mean, Yeah, you got to take some. If it's destroying, you got to take it out. But if you agree with that, then you sh- shouldn't we have just avoided it? 
I mean, it was coming apart. It was ripping race cars. Uh, but shouldn't like we have that. just stayed off of it then? It was having an issue. I know, but shouldn't we have just stayed off of it? I like to send a I like to send a thank you letter to whoever left that left that curb out there the that long. Yeah, my favorite part because of this because you you took out William Byron and you took out Joy Logano. <laughs> thank you, Mister Curb Guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I love you, and I hope I see you again next year. Put the curb you, hashtag. Put the curb back wheels, for twenty twenty two. Wheels, I thought was funny. He said, you know, they took the turtles out and that that ramp. He's like, we. He's like, that's a big turtle. We just call that a tortoise. He's like, what is that one over there? But no, I don't think a tortoise. That's that's bigger than a tortoise. <laughs> I mean, it's. I don't think you go that high when you hit a turtle. Best thing that happened on my Sunday was that curb. I'm. I mean, I don't know. You 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 just see it again. You know, like we talked about. It. You have another huge pileup because of that one turtle. I loved all those pileups. That they left there. I'm those sure pileups were epic. You're spot on everything this weekend. That's a coincidence. <sighs> so, TJ, you are spot on removing the curbing. I mean, it was coming apart. It was an issue. So, and it, that to me, if it's coming apart, it shouldn't be there. So, I'm fine with it being there to begin with. But when it has an issue and it's tearing up race cars and it's malfunctioning, not working properly, I think it's okay to take it out. On the same subject, the but- ramp was working great. Jesus. <laughs> Bubba Wallace sent to the rear of the field for avoiding the turn six curb to the inside on the first overtime restart. Freddie, what happened? Yes, please okay. share. So we have a restart. Obviously, restarts are nuts. You're three, four wide into turn one every lap, uh, every restart. So we end up four wide, I think, on that restart. Then we come through two, three, and four. We're three wide. We come off of four, still three wide. Bubba's and, on the far right. Yeah, we're far right. The 41 was in the middle. I don't remember who was on the outside. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but so now I said to him, I said, we're coming off of four, five, four, three wide. And I'm like, remember that big curb? So he, we're, we're going, you know, we're still racing through there. And he made the decision. Our, our options were hang a left, wreck the 41 and who's ever out there. Stop. And get run over you from probably behind. Probably would have ripped your nose or fender off wrecking oh. him too. So the the four so the forty one hit the turtle. So yeah. you know what I mean he hit it. So if we're on his right, we don't have a lot of options. You might have jumped him. So <laughs> so our options were like I said, hang a left, wreck him, stop, wreck all the guys behind us that aren't going to stop. Uh, hit it, hit the thing, center punch it, and see what hole we land on the golf course, <laughs> or go right and and miss it. And obviously we chose to go right. So. If you want to call that a penalty, I just don't understand what our other option was. Like, what would you prefer us to wreck all the guys on our left? I yes. thought you just said you were okay with track limits. That's what track limit, Freddie. I was. I'm saying I was okay with calling track limits, but if you get forced off, you guys are arguing. If you get, today. if you get, <laughs> I'm just impressed. If you watch, dog. if you watch a Formula One race and the guy gets forced off the corner, forced off into the track limits, that's not a penalty. But, I mean, was he really forced off? You, 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 I just room. said we had no options. We got, we have no lifted. options. And get okay, then we wreck everybody behind so, us. But in Formula One, they call a guy running off. When that guy actually runs you out of room over there, it's not that the forty one kept running you to the right. There was just no more. the The lane was closing up. Like you were going to have to go to the left. He didn't have to. He didn't run you to the right. Like I said, he hit the curb. So he is forcing us to make a decision if we want to drive straight over the curb or go I around know, but it. Formula One penalizes when a guy actually just runs a guy off the racetrack. Oh, I'm just and saying. And he didn't do that to you. Like, he wasn't running you to the right. He was driving off the guy on his left. Okay, but my point is he is picking his lane. So now my option is he's forcing us to, to pick the option of do we hang a left and wreck him 
Is that is that what we do? Do we stop? Because the guys behind us aren't going to stop. We're going to wreck all of them and probably wreck him when we get shoved into him. Let me ask you him. this. The, they also look at, did you have position on him? Well, I think we were honestly like door to door. I mean, we were I think side you were probably, side. your nose was probably behind his right front tire um, because Bubba didn't have as much momentum off the bottom of that corner. Um, but still, I mean. Here's my biggest issue with this entire chicane. thing. My biggest issue with the entire thing is the 33 passed us doing this earlier in the race and did not get a penalty. Yeah, I didn't see that. So he that probably never happened. He shoots all same thing, and I mean we're set racing, so and I don't blame him for doing it. But you know he we're racing side by side through there, and he just bounces off to the right. Home field advantage yeah. goes through. Hmm. Well, I also seen guys leave pit road too, and there's a there's a blend line there. And they're just hammered. They're just right over it, keep digging. Like, yeah, I did see some of that, too. And I so. think there's leeway there. There's always kind of been a little bit of leeway. So, whatever. If you want to, but they, they didn't call it on anybody. They're so, pretty strict at the Glen about whatever. it. Whatever. Um, but, and the, the response I got from NASCAR was, again, we didn't see it. So, I, I, I don't think penalties shouldn't be based on whether or not you get caught on a replay doing it. You know what I mean? I do like, agree with that. If Bubba gets run off there, if there is an issue like Chase, if he blends and doesn't gain, we and, didn't gain. We were behind. And um, I actually think you gained one car. Well, we didn't gain it. Well, the 41 wrecked. But, but if you, he if you come back, us. if you blend back on the track, and just like a restart, if you know you jump out of line or whatever because the guy misses a shift, if you give back everything that you gain and get back like, you know, where you should have been or make an attempt at it, I, I think that would be Look what's okay. in my notes right there. I can't work. Right there, right there. That one line. Why would I put that in my notes? Where are you sober? It says. What the f- is wrong with you? What does it say? It says when you cough and you fart. <laughs> I must have been drunk when I put that in there. You guys do these notes at Big Al's Big last Al's. night? Jason, it's legitimately in my notes. It's, it's one when line. Do you it's, your it's, notes? It's, and he stopped mid-sentence like, what happens when you cough? He and must you have fart? hit the Siri thing. And Siri was uh, recording I must, him. I must have been around somebody that coughed and farted at the same time. It's probably you. You've been coughing for freaking two weeks. I'm going to sit next to your ass. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll de- I guess I'll delete it. This Storm Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise. RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecasts, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most famous drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including this week's. AJ Almeninger, Indianapolis race winning diecast. Hey, can I get one of those items in your cart are automatically discounted? You can upgrade your orders to expedited shipping for no additional cost. You're also guaranteed the lowest pre order prices, and your in stock orders are shipped the next business day. You can select from a wide assortment of the newest officially licensed diecasts, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers, many of which are exclusive to racingusa.com. You are doing business with an independently owned company that has met the test of time for more than 20 years. You can also enter to win this month's $200 gift card. And they've just added the ability for customers to pay for their orders over four easy payments. Why would you not shop at RacingUSA.com? So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. 
Chase Briscoe says he didn't know he had a stop-and-go penalty for cutting the first two corners on the final restart prior to contact that sent Denny <laughs> Hamlin spinning. Brett, you have talked less this show than I think you have in, in a year. So spot up. on, spot on. He talked more than everybody. Thank Chase Elliott, I'm sorry, Chase Briscoe ran off the track. Even if he was forced off the track, he left this racing surface and he – realistically like i said earlier came out with a lead and he knows that he can't do that and then freddie has informed me that there is radio evidence that chase briscoe and look um at that point it sucks okay if i'm spotting for chase briscoe and i hear them say post the 14 he owes a stop and go on channel 10 i'm immediately going to my channel 2 and asking my crew chief do you want me to tell him because you're supposed to have two laps to serve your penalty. Well, there's less than two laps to go, which means they're going to put you at the end of the field if you don't serve your penalty. It's like you're not out there even though you're out there, right? Not at road courses. No? You have to serve it immediately or then it becomes a stop and go. Okay. So, like, that was that was the rule. If you blew yeah, any of those but, corners. But, but, if he's, but if he says, screw you, NASCAR, I'm not serving this penalty, I'm going to keep racing. He's he's out there, but in, in scoring, he's not really out there, right? So the spotter's job is to to pass along that communication. And I saw a lot of tweets yesterday bashing NASCAR, saying that, that Chase didn't know, you know, bullshit he knew. His people knew. I heard it twice, and, and it's not my job to even listen for what Chase Briscoe has I going on. I was at the airport. Um, <laughs> so, so, but if I'm spotting that race, I ask my crew chief, do you want me to tell him? And I don't know what my crew chief would have said, right? I don't know what Johnny would have, Klaus Meyer, great guy, would have said back to me. But but Chase knew he had a penalty. I promise you he knew. And then they told him he had a penalty. And whoever told him did the right thing. Um, and, and then Chase proceeded to be a complete and wreck the guy leading the race because he was mad that that guy forced him into the grass and he got forced to have a penalty. So this is a NASCAR Daytona yellow line rule. For me, this is a you can't go in the grass to improve your position. You also shouldn't be forced into the grass to help your own position. Do you guys think Denny Hamlin forced him into the grass? The answer is yes, I th- without I th- a doubt. Think- but but if, if, if Denny's right and Denny did that because A.J. pushed him too far, well, now we've got a whole different level of a different layer of complexity here that we've got to deal with. So – it's like we're opening Pandora's box to talk about this, but if we keep this strictly Chase Briscoe, Chase, let's just be let's let's go layman terms. Chase Briscoe got mad. Chase Briscoe retaliated. Chase Briscoe was ineligible to be where he was on the race tra- racetrack, and he chose to wreck the race leader. If I'm NASCAR, I'm coming down on his ass tomorrow with a sledgehammer. Because I'm going to show every driver in that field, you will not defy what we're telling you to do, and you will not affect the outcome of the race because you don't like our call. If they don't black flag him right there, do you still think he wrecks Denny Hamlin? Yes. You're not eligible to be relevant in the conversation anymore because of the way things happen. You know, your playoff's on the line. You got out of the car and you lied. You said, I didn't know that – that I was being black flagged. Yeah, you did. Freddie told me you did. So Freddie's either lying to me or Chase Briscoe's lying to the I would world. never lie to you. Thank you. 
Chase Briscoe should be hammered tomorrow because NASCAR has to draw a line in the sand on this. And if they don't do anything to Chase Briscoe, then guess what happens when we get to the Roval and a guy misses a, a, a bus stop or, or, or a corner because somebody else screwed him, and they go, okay, that guy's under penalty. And that guy t- and it doesn't matter if it's for the win or if it's for 15th. What Chase Briscoe did, he didn't agree with it. And, and look, I'm an eye for an eye guy, but he didn't agree with the call, and he did something very unethical. Yeah, I mean, you go back to talking about, you know, if he's forced off. I think, in my opinion, if he's for, he, he got forced into the grass, no doubt about it. Whether it was AJ pushing Danny or Danny getting in there too hot, Danny forced him into the grass. Where Chase screwed up was he could have come right back on the racetrack. Instead, he decided to hang a left and drive across the grass to get the advantage back on Denny. Uh, so that's where the penalty comes from. I think if he was just in the grass and come back on the racetrack and he would have slotted in probably, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth, something, you know, I don't think NASCAR would have touched it. But when he hangs that hard left, like you said, you know what the rules are. You've cut – there's no way you should gain on the leader if you're in the grass. So obviously you do, you know, and they went over in the driver's meeting, if you cut any of these corners, you must perform a stop and go and turn 10. I mean, uh, yeah, like a stop and go and turn 10. If not, you're coming down pit road. Um, so, yes, like you said, gets out of the car, says, I didn't know. I think he even changed the story like mid-interviews. Like later on in the interview he knew but didn't wasn't sure what to do, he said. So, you know, just listen. My only problem is with this whole deal is Chase's mindset, in my opinion, was this guy forced me off the racetrack, cost me a chance to win. If I'm not winning, he's not winning. Get out of the car and say that. You know, don't don't play this game of I'm not dirty, I don't ever do anything like that. Well, get, you just did, so obviously you are. Um, but, you know, just don't 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 try to cover it up. Just own it. You you did what you did. You wrecked him because he wrecked you, or he you know you cost him a win because he cost you a win. Don't sit there and mealy mouth around. Oh, you know I don't I don't race like that. I'm I'm a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, like yeah, you do. like you just did. You just did. It's on TV. So, you yeah. know there's replays. And, I, and listen, if this is straight up and and there's no penalties involved, and Chase Briscoe gets in the back of Denny Hamlin and knocks him out of the way, I'm good with it. The guy's got to try to get the playoffs. The guy's trying to get his first career win. Indiana kid trying to win an Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Same. I'm good with it. You know, that's you know, it is what it is. It ain't the cleanest thing in the world, but I'm not going to come on here and bash him. But when, like you said, you know you're not winning the race, you're under penalty, and now you've just taken the leader of the race out, you know, that's that, that's kind of crossing the line for me. Cleaner, clean or dirty, TJ. I mean, if you got a penalty, it's definitely dirty at that point. But I will say that Chase had position on Denny not once, two, possibly three times because Denny he got down the inside of Denny on a restart as well down there. Denny gave him a lane. Chase was able to stay beside him, leave in turn one, and Denny just opened the wheel up like Chase wasn't even there when they turned off into two. You probably saw it. Yeah. And Denny was like, I'm going to – like, so there's no doubt in my mind, even if Denny got hit by AJ, which if he did, it was the littlest tap ever because – there was no spikes in speed or anything. Denny was not going to be passed without contact that was probably going to send him around. I mean, he was driving that hard, and he was, he did it to AJ twice to Chase. And look, man, Chase got position clean on him twice, and Denny just completely neglected that he was there. And look, and the guy's frustrated, and I don't I don't blame him at that point. Dirty after you get the penalty, for sure. I think just claim it. You know, look, I mean, I'm passing the guy clean twice, and he just runs me off. I mean, that's – he's going to push you. Is is putting and scoring Chase Briscoe, as what I believe they did, as 26th, is that a fair enough penalty for what he did? 
I mean, he's into the lead lap or whatever. I guess maybe I'm not sure what that. That's probably into the lead lap. I know they said they they, 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 they parked him. Yeah, they did. Which park is him. I'm assuming so, the start of that be restart. a one lap penalty. Yeah. I don't know. I just but, but is that enough? Uh, I mean, I I agree um, with you that they have to send a message that this is not okay. I don't know what that message. What is. what is what is okay? All right, look this this will be this TJ's gonna love this topic. Okay. Matt mm. Kenseth is on the racetrack. Matt Kenseth is not on the lead lap. Matt Kenseth wrecked Joey Logano on purpose. They suspended him. They didn't let the guy race the next week. This is worse than that. Mm, I don't agree with that. I don't think it's worse. It's not worse than that. Okay, the guy, it's not. It's not. It's, it's the same. It's it's bad. I think. Uh, I mean, you have more mitigating factors of you know this guy can claim. So I have he didn't a question know. though: if he's got a penalty, if Denny know, like if they're telling Denny, why doesn't Denny just let him shoot down there? Like give him, let him go. Denny knew down in turn seven that Chase had a penalty. He's black flag. Get out of his way. But he's still going to wreck you. I mean, I, if not, if he moves over, you know, hit the brakes, he's going to fly yeah, right by. You're, you're, you're putting stuff at risk there because – I'm not saying you're not, but he put, he put stuff at risk already. Yeah, but I'm just saying you, you open yourself up to the fact that, okay, he's getting black flag, you know, it's all and listen. This happens quickly. You know what We're I mean. Talking We're talking forty seconds. Yeah, like this all he gets place. a penalty and getting into seven. I would say somewhere up that straightaway, heading towards the bridge, they call a penalty out somewhere between six and seven. So now he's got three turns to acknowledge that he's got a penalty and stop because the, t- the stop and goes in turn ten. So this is all happening pretty quickly. Now yeah. if Denny lets him go, that's the same thing and- I say to Chase though because you hear that like. You know, crew chiefs always try to fight it too. So you always think there's that time period. Yeah, well, of like, that's what I'm saying. Like if Denny lets him go, and all of a sudden they go, "Oh, actually, we reviewed it in the 14th." Okay, good. but put yourself in. Oof. Okay, so no, you're in Chase. You if you're in Chase's shoes, and they say, "You know, we reviewed it. He got forced off. He blended back up. Then he came back on where he was. He actually let Denny get the lead again. We're going to let it go since he didn't gain anything. Denny's the leader still. I I would. I, you guys can agree or disagree with me. If that's Bubba, I would probably not serve the penalty. I would also not wreck the leader, but I don't think I would serve the penalty in hopes of maybe they'll overturn it. You know, and now, but you know, race I don't know, hard, man. And, I mean, I, I agree. I, I what it's would you hard... say? You know, what I mean, I don't, I don't. I would think that I would just say, hey, you know, and even if I told Bubba serve the penalty, he's probably not going to do it. That's uh, I agree because people get black flags; they run it out for two or three laps yeah. before they come down pit road. We, how often do you see a guy get called for a penalty, even after a pit stop? He runs three. Sometimes almost four laps till they say, you know, look, we're going to stop scoring them. They've actually said we're going to stop scoring and, this and, car. And we're, going, we're getting ready to go off on a tangent, Casey, and I apologize I for interrupting the flow of the show. But <laughs> but he's TJ's bringing up something about a penalty. Tyler Reddick, uh, I'm sorry, Ross Chastain yesterday, the caution came out, and during the entire caution, which was at least five laps, four to five laps, during the entire caution, what was he doing during caution, Freddie? Smoking. Smoking heavily. Smoking heavily. Okay, Ross Chastain and his crew chief and his spotter know he's smoking. They make a decision. They elect to stay on the racetrack and maintain their track position. NASCAR gives one to go. Guess what NASCAR did after they gave one to go? They said, black flag to 42, bring him in to clean it up. NASCAR, why didn't you do that during the other previous five laps when he could have done that and 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 been able to fix that right. So so I don't I have know. an answer for when, you. When we talk about officiating um, these races and, and and all those things, look, they, they've. I, I still say David Hoots was the best in the game. There was numerous caution laps there too, though, and there was I, I was four watching to five, it. I so I'm watching it on my phone at that point, and I saw the smoke, and I was like, 
that's enough to come down. Like it's not. It's just you just you know, you know ah that might make it. When I saw that smoke, even on him, like hmm, yeah, that's not. So make the it. response from NASCAR which last night again was that they saw it smoking to begin with, saw he had damage, assumed it was a tire rub, and they were going to let it go. And then they said that it got worse. I it didn't get thought worse. it stayed about the same, it's maybe same. slightly worse, but it, it was bad enough to begin with that it should have been a black flag. What was going on that time? Like, what I wasn't listening. That was when the so. that was. I think that was all the cleanup in turn one, right? So there. Oh yeah, when they they looked like a lot of speed drive one. So I mean, that was another thing. We go. They come by us. So they're, I'm in turn one of the road course, and they come by us, and they go one to go in turn seven every lap. Well, they come by us, and they have a huge strip of speedy dry right in the groove against the curb and they announced one to go and they have not touched it yet it's just been placed down there they haven't run elgin they haven't run through there yeah so then they come back by and they run elgin through there with his vacuum and then there was like an s10 pickup with a leaf blower attached to the back of it they run him through there and that was me <laughs> see me Cliff, clifford <laughs> clifford the red oh tow truck that guy hauled ass there a few times so I mean, he. I'm listen. He's doing a good job, but it's not. It was the amount of speed drive they had there. So then they're like one to go, and I'm like, oh no, uh, uh-uh. uh. I said, there's no way. I was yelling at my guy because the spotter official was down by you guys. I'm like, tell him, tell him we can't go. Like this is a mess down here, and they're like, ah, oh, all right. We're now they're talking about it, and luckily, Kip, Kip right? Debris in turn Kip 10. said there's debris in turn ten, so they waved off the start, and then. We waited four more laps. But, I mean, we were going to go green for yeah. something that took four more laps to clean up. And they finally brought the big jet over, and that took care of everything. But, I mean, it was just uh, – but, yeah, that that 42 deal. Like, we were surprised they even stayed out, like, themselves. But I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to finish top ten. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's no way he should have stayed out there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back to Spot on Spot Off, the finish of the cup race was moved from NBC to NBCSN because of amateur golf, and on Saturday morning, action from Indy was only shown behind paywall services. Spot on Spot Off, TJ. What is, uh, is that the uh, NBC Sports? It was either NBC Sports Gold or Peacock. I don't know which one it was. You know, Jason? I think it was Gold. Yeah, it was Gold. I don't think it was. Freddie, back to your point you were just talking about with NASCAR saying one to go. NASCAR is... It's got NBC jumping up and down and screaming because this race is running so long. NBC is is a business, and, and NBC sells ads. So whatever the next program was that was supposed to be on that channel had paid a lot of money for their advertisers to be on NBC. Well, they can't do that if our advertisers, our, our advertisers are still on NBC. So people don't realize, people are upset about this thing getting changed. Man, they're trying to run their business. If I bought an ad, yeah. if I bought an ad, you want it on there on that golf show that's supposed to come on at four o'clock, yeah. and my ad's going to run at four o seven, and I sit there and I've spent millions of dollars on this commercial and millions of dollars buying this ad, and I turn on NBC and I see these guys riding around under caution in Indianapolis. Well, I'm mad my ad didn't get shown. So NBC is not trying to screw you fans. 
NBC is trying to run their business, and it it just simply comes down to that. I think it fucking sucks. The same. I think it sucks that they're changing the channel. I think it sucks that the NASCAR fans are watching and they go to a channel that some of the NASCAR fans don't have. I think it totally sucks, but I also know why. And and when you guys are saying NASCAR, sh- we were about to go green and we shouldn't. Are you right? Yeah. But guess why? NBC's freaking the f*** out because they're running long. I'm sure the broadcasters were probably aware of this, and they're like, we got to speed this up. We got to hurry this up. NASCAR dragging their feet. We got to go green. You guys are killing us. You don't know what all the – there's so many things behind the scenes that people don't realize. And, look, I'm not pro – I don't work for NBC. I don't work for NASCAR. I'm just telling you guys, there's a lot of things going on. I don't think NBC wanted to go back green the last time. I think they wanted to say, let's say there's a problem with this freaking racetrack and stop. Why? Because they're in the business of putting things on TV. Guess what that means? They're in a business selling ads. Yeah. I mean, credit to credit to NASCAR for not not sacrificing the race or putting people in danger. Dude, if they if they racetrack if, not if, ready. If they'd have called that if NASCAR had called that race, our fan base would have went oh. unclear. Because we say unlimited green white checkers. Well, something's wrong with the track. We'll fix the track. If I'm a fan, yeah. right? I mean, do you, you prefer do you what what would you prefer as a fan? Would you prefer a shortened race where you get robbed of that green white checker on NBC that you can watch or we finish the race on NBCSN? These are the same people. If this roles were reversed and they turned on the, you know, if the golf tournament ran long and they turned the race on, they'd be screaming, "What the hell? Why are we watching the end of this stupid golf tournament because we're now I'm missing the first 5 laps of the race." Well, and it's, Fortune it's the 500 same companies who have ad buys yeah. and other sponsor reads that they have to do also play in the factor too. I, I give them props because yeah. at least they showed the How race. far over were we? I, I know the race was about 3 hours and 20 minutes. I assume it was a three-hour window. Man, we, we were on pace, Freddie, to be done. Oh. We were going to be done out the freaking door at 3.30, 3.40. I told you the and pace then, I was and, on. And then all hell broke loose. I told you the pace we were on. How about the start time? Was that not awesome? It was perfect. Oh, thank God. Perfect. Dude, it was so nice. You eat lunch, you go up to the roof, you're, and you're starting a race. I know why the fans are mad. I'm just trying to educate <clears throat> you fans that are mad that don't understand yeah. what, what, what all goes into this. They're not. No one's out to be like, well, we don't. They want you to watch. I will give them props they, to you know they don't was, want you not to be able to there see There is a lot of NASCAR nonstop coverage, meaning like ads at the same time as the race, so you don't miss the race. I know there's been a lot of complaints in the past about how many commercials there are, and I think that they did a great job of showing everything they possibly could. Yeah, when a race something like this runs long, it's 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 hard on everybody to make you know the right call. But every everybody, the bottom line is everybody wants you to see the race. You know, it's not – it's just like Brett said, there's a lot of moving things that you got to understand. Yeah. Spot on, spot off, 2311 Racing rumored to either get one or two charters or merge with Front Row Motorsports. What'd you buy, Freddie? Freddie, yeah. Freddie, tell us the truth yeah. there. I know nothing. I am merely a messenger. <laughs> you still uh, like Kurt Busch. You just uh, said you would nice never guy. lie. Uh, you know, Listen, I honestly don't know anything, um, but it makes a lot of sense, I would think. Uh you know, I've said on here numerous times that I think Denny is going to rapidly ex- expand this team to, you know, obviously two cars. We're going to two cars next year for the, you know, as long as they, you know, secure a driver, secure a sponsor, secure a charter. Uh, I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me that the following year, maybe it's three car team. So it makes a lot of sense if you can buy. And Bob Jenkins, we've heard rumors for years that he's kind of trying to 
get out. You know, he kind of par- partnered up with Gillen a little bit for some other stuff. Um, so it's no surprise that maybe his his team or his charters are on the market. So it would make a lot of sense business wise if you you buy two charters from Front Row, you race one of them, you can lease one next year. Somebody, you know, GMS or somebody that's in the market for a charter, you lease one to them for a year, and then you have you own technically own three charters if you want to expand to a three car team. So or or you have a third charter you can sell now. Lease out. Yeah. Um, so. You know, it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, business-wise, I don't, I don't see. I mean, I, I think it would be a good deal for Denny. Right. I, I, I think you guys just heard what's happening. Freddie's just playing. I mean, literally, I have no idea. Freddie just laid out a scenario that Kate, Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan, you know, twenty-three eleven rather buys Front Row Motorsports, and they, which has they, two charters. They. Yep, two charters. They have the 34 charter, the 38 charter. So you race Didn't the 34 charter. They used to. I think they got rid of yeah. one. You race the 34 charter, um, and then you lease the 38 charter to AGMS. And and and, and I mean, look, there's there's two scenarios out there. College so Racing what drivers one does that affect? The front row. McDowell will be in serious trouble. What a, and Both Alfredo? Of them, yeah, Alfredo yeah. would be. I mean, well, Alfredo. Al- Alfredo will be out. I think right off the bat, and then McDowell. Uh, uh, dude, can you imagine winning a Daytona 500, and the same year you lose your job? How about I pass a a tanker coming back from dropping the kid off at school on 77 <laughs> at the exit? On the back of it says 2021 Daytona 500 champion. Really? And on the side of it, it's got <laughs> McDowell's race car. I was that's like, awesome. and look, man, I was like, that's pretty damn cool. Honestly, I mean, Michael McDowell is a good race car driver, a uh, great road, road racer, a great plate racer. Um, he, he's, he's, he's always relevant at those things. And, and I hope whatever happens, that, it, that, it, that it's okay for Michael. Um, he's honestly become a, a very, very solid plate racer. And it's almost like he's given up some road course stuff and gotten better. Like, his best races are plate races. Yeah, I literally had in my notes to ask you guys this: um, is it is it comparable to say that an oval racer can become a great road racer, but it's hard for great road racers to become great oval racers? Because in my opinion, Michael McDowell got here as a straight up Boris said kind of guy as a road racer, um, and 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 obviously he's in the, he lives in the oval world now. Like it's. It, it's yeah. hard for those guys to come in and be super good, but then you watch our oval guys like they can go they can go honing on their road course craft like that. Let me ask you this then: Does a guy like obviously Chase Elliott's gotten really good at road courses? Does he get in the thirty four car? Jeff Burton outran him most of Saturday. So that's what I'm saying. Though. How good is that nine cup car? That's what I'm saying. Like if Michael McDowell was in that in one of them cars, what are we chasing him all day? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, AJ Allmendinger, one of them cars. You're gonna chase him. We all talked day. about that on here last week. You know, you know, put a good driver in good, really good equipment, and I mean, it's hard to beat. Oh, Kyle Larson. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, you think? Think you've heard all the stories from racing's past? Think again. Dirty Mo Media's newest podcast, glorious, white-knuckled, God-fearing, spun-out, and half-turned-over racing stories, immortalizes the greatest people and moments in motorsports. This podcast is a nostalgic throwback experience 
in a modern-day vehicle that celebrates racing's glory years. Join me, Rick Houston, each week as I uncover stories that you'll need to hear to believe. You can find glorious racing stories on DirtyMoMedia.com and all major podcast platforms. I don't know about you guys, but I think this next segment will be pretty good this week. Let's head into Reaction Theater. Yes, this message is from Miss Casey Boat. This is John down here at the Bubble Scrubble on the Double. Uh, we got your car down here that you dropped off this morning for a detail. And uh, just wanted to bring up a couple issues we're having. Uh, main reason I'm calling today is because we've done burn up two vacuum cleaners to clean your car out. And we're going to need you to come in and kind of pay for those. Um, I can give you a little bit of discount on the total price, but I mean... We got to get these things resolved. So if you could just give me a call back down here, and I appreciate it. You have a great day. What was, it? What was it? double bubble? Double scr- bubble scrubble. <laughs> Did Chad hire somebody? That to, might have been Chad. Uh, yeah, that I, that car sounds like Jonathan. We're going right from the show, and we're looking in your car to see how messy it is. Chad, Chad actually texted me after it. last week's show, and he's like, "Man, I'm so glad you called her out. I hope she gets a little better work with that. It's awful." You know what? <laughs> Tell him to hire a housekeeper. Okay. Got to give a shout out to Freddie Kraft. There was a million people at Bubba Wallace's holler to see him and some Indiana Pacer, but there's a group of DBC fans that we wanted to go say hi and see him, so that was cool. Also got to give a shout out to Brett for last week on the show saying you don't want to miss this race if you live within three hours. Totally the reason we went, and he was absolutely right on it being a show. Casey, my fiance loves you. TJ, you're not terrible. Jason, you're super cool. And Mike Davis, you suck. (laughs) Wow, <laughs> that's a, that's probably a long time listener because wasn't that that was that was yeah. a thing back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah. That had to go back a ways. Huh. Can we just let them run the last four laps around the regular oval? Because this is a f-ing f-ing show. I promise you, after turn one of the oval, you're, <laughs> you're going to be wishing they were back on the road course. We, we did that on the oval the year was it the year Casey won? Yeah, the, the last drive like, two laps were like an hour long, and Brad missed the restart or something, and Casey won, right? Yeah. Texas 2020, Bristol Dirt Race Visibility, Coda Visibility, New Hampshire Rain, and the Indianapolis Curbs. This is becoming a very unsettling trend, and somebody needs to be held accountable for the amount of races that have been completely altered by NASCAR's inability to recognize hazards on the track. It's uh, it's becoming a joke at this point, and when the, I think the saddest part about it is this was a damn good race that instead of us talking about how great of a race it was, we're going to talk about curbs. What a shame. It was a damn good race. I agree with him on that. I mean, uh, honestly, though, the race was, I thought, was pretty good. Overall, I thought there was some decent passing, um, some high-speed sections, some technical sections. I thought the race was pretty good. It was I've, entertaining to watch. From I've never seen a more exciting turn one in my life on restarts. I, I'm going to go ahead and I will you will say it was crazy. It was crazy but damn man these guys they can drive through there five wide and make it. It's like, insane. You, we always think someone's going to get under just take everybody out. No man. If if I live within three hours of that place dude, I, I'm going to call the track this morning I don't know if we know if we're even running the Indy Road course next year. I guess we probably chance. don't because yeah. that would Anyway, I would call the track, and I would say if, if NASCAR's coming back here, I want a seat 
in road course turn one as high as I can get because holy entertainment. Dude, you don't have to be high. You don't have to be high up there. Like you can literally do you, Freddie. I mean, you can be. I was on. The, I mean, I was on the top row, but, but it's it not even that high. high. You're yeah. literally like you could hit the race cars with a baseball. Like you're that close, and they are. Does it not look like the first few times they come down? Like Briscoe comes down that, that straightaway, and I'm like, all you people, he's not gonna make all the corner. All you people on TV or on Twitter or on on this this call in show, could you imagine yesterday? buying a ticket to this race and taking your lawn chair and going up there and sitting on that grass right there where those S's were. Do you think those people have fun? Dude, <laughs> as long as I didn't get hit with anything. Whoever videoed like, that area, I saw a few people that were videoing right when Joey wrecked. I can only imagine. Did you see him run back? Like. Do you think all they those people that, that, that carried in their lawn chairs are going to want to come back next year? Hunter, yeah, they're they going to tell their friends to all come with them too. Yeah. That, but that like, – I thought it was awesome. I, I mean, think- I hate that we wrecked. I didn't like that part. But, I mean, as far as the race. I, I told Chris Rice on one of the red flags because we were – we didn't – we didn't – I say we didn't care, but we're there to win. We're there, yeah. to, we're there to learn. We're You're there calling to get the ready strategy for next to put year. yourself out front. thousand percent. I, uh, I keyed up on Channel 2, and I said, hey, Chris, uh, everybody else out here is real nervous, and, and we're like the only team here that, that, that we don't have all these nerves. And I was like, next year is going to be a different game for you because you're going to be full-time. Like – if I'm those fans sitting on that grassy hill, I had a time of my life yesterday. Yeah, I don't. That restarts in the one, man. They're going so fast, and they slow down. It Like, I'm telling you, Chase Briscoe coming out of that corner, I'm like, this dude's not making this corner. Yeah. And, dude, he gets the car stopped and turned and makes the corner. So, I, I thought the layout I thought was great. Um, obviously, a few issues with some other things. But, man, I, great race. I just don't understand. Why the f- Bubba got penalized for missing a wreck? You got Michael McDowell's stupid ass flying to downtown Indianapolis and Bubba swerves to avoid being just like him. But you got Ross Chastain and Sonoma did get penalized for spinning out and driving all the way across the infield to get back to his position and gaining positions while Bubbles stayed exactly where he was. I just don't get it. I got a guy's number you can call. I do I do agree that there's a way we can address that. As long as the guy doesn't gain and you blend back on, we don't need stop and goes. I mean, give back what you gain. I want to give a shout-out to Chase Elliott for running the Hooter scheme in honor of David Hoots this weekend, who would have obviously seen the splitter and oil pan explode over the curbs on the backstretch right before the big one. Congrats to Brett on the win, and TJ, you suck balls. <laughs> Damn, we're taking nice. a new level. New level. Hmm. Chase Briscoe, you were a little b- Even the announcers knew that you were DQ'd. I mean, he wasn't DQ'd at the time. He was just black flagged, but continue on. Holy sh- I don't know what the f- I just watched, but if I couldn't be pissed enough that Denny gets wrecked by somebody who's not even in the race anymore because of a penalty... Then Chase Briscoe decides to play fucking dumb and go, oh, nobody told me. What? Nobody told you? You couldn't figure out that going through the grass isn't going to be a stop and go penalty? And I'm pissed at Denny, too. Since when did some dumb like that become a, I'm going to give you a stern talking to and then accept it? Punch him in the mouth. <laughs> I saw Denny after race, and uh, I love Denny. Uh, friends with him a long time. I was uncomfortable because I didn't know what to say to him. Because I, I, I mean, I, I literally looked at him and I'm like, and he goes, "Congrats on the win." I was like, "Thanks, man." Like, he he was carrying that. He he showed a lot of class yesterday. He played that team owner role very well. 
TJ, Freddy, how does it feel to have less wins than Brett, a part-time spotter? Here, let me say that again for everybody in the back, a part-time spotter. That just proves Brett's the goat. <laughs> Donor sucks. He, Holla. He looks like a f***ing goat. Uh, That's funny. Hey, uh, kudos. One thing quick, Jason. Sorry. Colleague, first non-charter team to Everyone. win a race in a cup yeah. series. Since Spire. then, obviously. Spire since had the, the other one. No. I they mean, were, no, were, I mean, no Spire was a, was a charter team when they yeah. won. We had busted curbs. We had red flags. Speedy drive bags and Briscoe was black flagged. We got pissed off drivers. Hard hits into the tires. A lost safety driver and even a fire. And the owners talk about their wrecked cars. Um, 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 what the f*** NASCAR. <laughs> I usually love NASCAR. This was not my favorite race. Having to turn the channel to watch the end made me want to punch them in the face. They've gone too far. Leave the road course for Indy cars. Um, 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 what the f*** NASCAR. <laughs> Thanks, Toby Keith. Appreciate you calling in, dog. I didn't know Toby listened. Well, to leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash doorbumperclear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones, and this one was for sure a highlight. Offer pad, question of the week. If you had to swap homes with a friend of yours, who would it be and why? <laughs> TJ, is it Dale? Uh, yeah, I would. One of them. Ooh. Take uh, one of the houses that he owns. I mean, I'm not saying where it's at. So, yeah, I would definitely swap with the nice Carolina house. I'll tell you who won't sw- who I'm not swapping with is Britt. Because God knows that guy's put more flooring and God know. knows what else into that house. I was going to say, do you swap with the hotel that he lives in? Or- <laughs> uh, I made a joke. Landon Castle made a joke about uh, if I actually sold my house on OfferPad because of uh, Danny, but I, I said I'm actually living at Danny's now. I moved in about three months ago. I'm still waiting for him to find me. So I guess <gasps> I guess I could just move into Danny's house. I'm going to Merle's Inn at my buddy Scott Joy. He's an attorney down there. If you get in trouble, he can get you out of it. Uh, he's got man just the baddest pad I've ever been. Is he to. the one that's got like the like the bar on the water there? Yeah, he's got a tiki bar right there yeah. on the water. Um, and the house is old, man. I mean, the house feels like it's a couple hundred years old. Literally has bl- brick floors. Because when hurricanes come through there, it obviously gets a ton of water yeah. in there. Man, no problem. We'll just pressure wash our brick floors, and we're back clean, ready to go. So uh, mm. his view and being able to jump right there on the creek and, and run to places to eat and hang out, I'm, I'm down. Merle's in South Carolina. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. It's that time again where we discuss our – favorite Xfinity X-Fi more than fast moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. So what were your favorite more than fast moments this week? Race winner, Brett Griffin. I mean, I, I got to be biased here. My more than fast moment is definitely <laughs> okay, how <TJ. laughs> fast NASCAR announced the penalty to Chase Briscoe. Um, I don't know. 
what what happens if he doesn't wreck any Hamlin. I don't know if A.J. Allmendinger wins that race, but because of that penalty and because of the way Chase Briscoe responded, Brett Griffin got to kiss the bricks. So, thanks. Freddie? Um, my more than fast moment is probably something that wasn't super fast all day, but great call by Matt DiBenedetto and his team to stay out there. Damaged race car. They caught the caution perfect. Uh, they knew they there was debris over in six. I don't know if they saw it in pit or just were happened to be on that cycle, but they were on pit road when the caution came out, so that cycled them back up to third on the restart with a super damaged race car, and they kind of just survived all those late restarts and ended up with a top five day, so good for them. TJ. Mine, uh, mine goes to like a, a group of cars there that just kind of survived in the back all day. There's a point where I didn't, you know, that it was, you know, there was guys like Eric Jones. They were mired back there in the back. And even um, Ricky, they, those guys and, and Bubba, you guys put together solid finishes for just not, I mean, you not getting in trouble. We were better than those guys. I know, but you, <laughs> but you ran smart races and just yeah. stayed out of the trouble, you know. So um, I could give it to Bubba for missing that curb because that's probably the – I think he's the only one to swerve to the right and miss it, isn't he? Except for the 33. Yeah, I never saw that. <laughs> Home field advantage. <laughs> Here on Door Bumper Clear, being fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With a speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful, secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like, I like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What an idiot. Brett, who is your award winner? We're going to one of the most famous racetracks in America, and we're running the road course. This makes zero sense. <laughs> what an idiot. Who was that? <laughs> oh, it was me. 
give myself the award this week. Jason, thanks for calling him out. <laughs> yeah, it's solid. That's probably the best thing you've done, Jason. <laughs> uh, is it my turn already? Hold on. Let me there are so many Freddy. candidates. Scrolled through all my notes of so what many it people is. wanted this award. I had Brett kissing the bricks on here after he bashed the racetrack last week. I crossed that one off. Uh, I mean, I've got two. TJ, maybe he'll take the second one, so I'll go this way. I'm going to give my one idiot to the 15 car that oiled down the entire 2.4-mile racetrack. Was that at the end when I was at the airport? Yes. Okay. I was so, wondering about that. So then he comes down pit road. They work on it go, and go, go, send go, go, him go. back out, and he oils one through five again. And then he's <laughs> doing donuts on the, the cut through there in five where we can't race. <laughs> Uh, what I mean, I don't know who the idiot is. If it's obviously the guy driving it, he doesn't know. But the crew sees, I mean, you see if he's leaking oil, it's there when he leaves, right? Like, oh, stop, stop, stop. I mean, what an idiot. Just uh, you, we added probably 20 minutes at least. It was four parade laps, however long that took to clean up the mess from this idiot just riding around with his car destroyed when they, he's going to finish 35th anyway. They called Bradshaw to the race, the spotter for the 15. To the hauler. To the hauler. Yeah. What did I say? The to race. the race. Like, he, he was already at the race. <laughs> TJ, who's your wedding idiot? See, he's not going to say it, I don't think. And I'm going to have to say another one. What's your other one? Want me to use it? Qualifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scary. Um, yeah, I'm not going to use that one. Of course there, not. There, I mean, there's, man, I got so many, though. There's, I mean, I go with any guy that jumped the jump. The jump. I mean, uh, the oil down's big. That would be... Like you can't. That just adds so much. That puts so much pressure on other decisions, like switching channels. That, and that's stuff. why the race got switched. That yeah. that oil down is why the race the channels got. All right. Changed. Well, I'll take that one. Then you can have the other one. Okay, Go ahead. Great. So <laughs> now I'll be back. <laughs> we we reached out on this again. Also, obviously, I don't know if I'm assuming by now everybody has seen it, but a chase truck. Corey LaJoy is on his qualifying lap. Um, as time expires, which which I'm sure you know the rules, but. As long as you get to the start line, which is an eternal 11, uh, as long as you take the green flag before time expires, you may finish your lap. So there had to be some kind of which miscommunication. Which is a good thing nowadays. Yes. Oh, that's, that's way great. better. I, yeah. Um, but I don't know where the miscommunication happened, whether, you know, the I think there was debris over there for the chase truck to go pick up, and I think he was told to get it, but I don't, I think he misunderstood maybe or, or whatnot, but. I think when time expired, he decided, oh, you know, it's over. I'm coming out here. And he's rolling down that straightaway. And here comes Corey LaJoy at full song. And thankfully, the lights were flashing and Corey's seen it. And, and it was, you know, it was, it could have been a lot worse, obviously. Uh, Corey had more time to react. But uh, that, I mean, that just can't happen. You know, uh, I just, whoever screwed up there, that, you know, whether it was a driver or whatnot, you know, that, that just, again, unacceptable cannot happen. I, I, I hear you loud and clear, and I agree it cannot happen because it's dangerous to those people that are in the truck. But I also say I've never seen this happen in my 20-plus year career um, during a qualifying session or, or race session, for that matter, that, that we're under green with a safety truck in the way. I think it goes back to um, – to the to the guys that are looking at all these monitors and can't see the racetrack and and so I can imagine 
that someone got their ass chewed over this oh. because you you look you look less than minor league when this happens and and I I just I think probably meetings are taking place to figure out how do we never do this again. I don't think you can have you know this happen and your executives your executives were watching in the NASCAR hauler when this happened and they screamed mother <laughs> when it happened. Um so they're they're very aware this can't happen. Yeah. I don't. I, and look, it, it's 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 really easy for it to happen when you think about it because you're you're not doing qualifying like we normally do it, where you start and everybody goes out there and qualifies one at a time and they end. It, it's a group qualifying session, and clearly the track was still hot, and clearly someone made a mistake. Um, at the end of the day, we're all human, and this was a this was a human error. And it didn't end badly. I mean, I, I text Corey yesterday, and, and 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 he was he was not freaking out about it. You know what I mean? So um, I'm just glad everybody's okay because that could have ended really badly. Yeah, for sure. Time for DBC picks. The race winner, Brett Griffin, is oh. also the DBC peak. DBC pick winner for the week. It is a jinx. With Austin Sindrick. Freddie, you are still leading with a score of 12 to 8 to 5. Of course, Brett is in second. I feel like Brett's in the tower for these races. You really need to step it up here. Yeah, yeah, I really need to step it up. We are going to make make picks for Michigan. Freddie, you are up first. I need some help here because I didn't study before the show. All right, we're going to Michigan. Then Daytona. And we're, then we're going to Daytona. That's it. And then that's the end of regular season. Okay. All right. <sighs> I'll take Ryan Blaney. Damn. You still got guns left. Who you got? TJ. I I don't have many guns left here. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Suarez. Man, I'm either going to go with Kurt Busch right here or I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick has a couple of things against him in that he doesn't need to try to necessarily win the race. He needs to try to get stage points. That might uh, hurt you. I know it could it hurt hurt your finish because uh, he's going to stage point it. So which one do you think can outrun Ryan Blaney? Is it Kurt Busch? Is it Tyler Reddick? Um, I think Tyler Reddick's going to be a ve- have a very conservative stage point race. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – Kurt Busch. That's probably what I would have done. He runs good there, too. I'll tell you what. I should do the opposite was... of what you do because you've never won this particular <laughs> part of the show. No, I'm it, just bad luck for the guy that I picked. It was You're three wins behind me, and I'm not even winning. It was interesting, you know, to watch the – obviously, you know, you know they're doing it, but the three and the eight have to be on the same exact plan yesterday, and it's weird. You know, it's such a weird dynamic of teammates racing each other like that, you know. I mean – so you go in and go, all right, you know, we're we're gonna but think about, lie to each think other? about Richard Childress. I mean, if he gets interviewed and he's asked about this, he's gonna have to be like, Well, yeah, I mean, I'll, uh yeah, it's you know, it's like it's like you got I don't have a favorite kid here. Uh yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Your 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 grandson is in the race. Like he's in this scenario. Like it, it I just think it's So at this point in team meetings are the three and the eight meeting working together closely are they keeping themselves private just to try and get on a different strategy i would assume that they're still working together i can tell you they're extremely happy that we won that race yesterday of course they are. because if a briscoe wins they're both out yeah see you later alligator 
So now they only have one more real wild card to, to go, and that is Daytona. Well, before we close out the show, we have to obviously give a shout out to Kyle Larson for winning Knoxville Nationals. That was a big weekend for the dirt racing community. Got to give a shout out too, man, all you men and women out there in the military. You know, I yes. know we have certain holidays we celebrate it, but I just had a good friend of mine uh, who's a paratrooper get get called and, and essentially had 24 hours notice to leave home, uh, pack all his stuff up and, and go to war. Um Awesome guy, one of my favorite people that I've, I've met. I actually met him through Doug that spots for the 21 car. And uh, just thank you guys because we don't get to race yesterday without what those guys do to protect our freedom. And I, it's so easy to lose sight of that. You know, I mean, obviously you try to be gracious and have a lot of gratitude in your life. But um, when I got that text on Saturday night, Jeff's being deployed, you're like, I know Jeff is super excited because this is what he's trained his whole life to do. It's like he's, you know, finally gets to go do his job. Um, but for, for me, obviously, on the sidelines, it's like, man, good luck, stay safe, right? But thank you guys, men and women, that, that do that for us. Absolutely. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Toby Keith listens. <laughs> Hope you all have a great week and have a great time in Michigan. I'm going to Michigan. I think I am, too. Uh, I think I'll go, yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> you going to DJ, Gateway? DJ, will you be there? I'm not going to Gateway. I think I'll be in Gateway in Michigan, so. Really? TBD. Awesome. Thank you guys. Have a great week, guys. Thank you. We out. Holla. Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.